You're listening to the Counter Culture Mom Show. Our kids are under fire every day with the media and pop culture persuading them to give up their faith and Christian values. Stay tuned now as former Hollywood actress and pop culture expert Tina Griffin helps you counter these messages and safely navigate today's pop culture chaos. Have you ever wondered, does anybody see me? Does anybody know what I'm really going through? Does anybody welcome me as I am? Hi, I'm Whitney Aiken, and I've asked those questions too. I'm the author of Overlooked, Finding Your Worth When You Feel All Alone, and I wrote this book for you to remind you that you're not alone. There is a God who sees you, really sees you. He's not far off. He's not impersonal. He knows the complexities of your heart. And he's inviting you to lay down the longing for attention and approval from others and live in the light of his holy gaze. There's freedom there, freedom from hiding, freedom from self-consciousness. There's confidence there, not flimsy self-confidence that's fickle and fleeting, but lasting confidence rooted in him. There's power there, power to gently unfold the arms we've crossed tightly over our chests and open our vulnerable hearts to the light of his love. In my book, I help you understand why you long for attention and approval and teach you how to live seen by the God who loves you. I want to equip you to walk in meekness, confidence, and obedience with a gospel perspective in a social media-driven, self-promoting society. In a world that's shouting, see me, the God who sees is inviting us to live in this truth. I am seen. You don't have to live overlooked. Wow. Whitney Aiken is the author of Overlooked, Finding Your Worth When You Feel All Alone. As someone who spent years struggling with feeling unseen, Whitney's heart is to see and celebrate the purpose and potential of the overlooked and invite them to live seen by the God who loves them. As an author, she stewards the message of Overlook through an online community, newsletters, podcasts, weekly class settings, and speaking events where she encourages women with the truth of God's word. I'm Tina Griffin. Welcome to the Counterculture Mom Show. Loneliness is the theme of the week. And with us now to remind us that we are never alone is author and speaker, Whitney Aiken. Whitney, how you doing, woman? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Tina. I tell you what, thanks for being on. Otherwise, I'm going to be talking to myself about loneliness, feeling lonely. Uh, So (laughs) thank you so much for writing what you wrote. You live outside Atlanta, Georgia with your husband, Eli, and your three crazy, beautiful kids. Now, you homeschool, sister, and I don't hear a peep. What do you have them working on? They are not even here. That's the only reason. <laughs> How's that? Somewhere in the park or something. I'm like, what did you feed them? What did you knock them out with? That's just absolutely phenomenal. Tell Eli a high five here from Counterculture Mom and our team to get this house quiet for you. Yeah, um, it's so funny. So your book's title is just one word: overlooked. How is this word significant for you as the author and for your reader? Can you give us a history on on that? Yeah. So even before I sort of had a concrete outline for the book, I kind of just started with a feeling that I had. Uh, And it's a feeling that I felt like followed me for much of my life. Um, But I didn't really know the name for it. I I wanted to kind of pinpoint what it was. But I was kind of having a hard time. So it felt felt like loneliness. It felt like feeling unseen. Um, It felt like being left out or uninvited. But it was just kind of all of those things combined. And so one day I was looking in an online thesaurus and I came across that word overlooked. And I just immediately started to tear up and I sort of knew just kind of deep down inside that 
that was it. Like that was the word that encompassed that feeling that I was really trying to pin down. And so that's what I began to focus on writing about and ended up being the name of the book. And um, so for people, when they read this word overlooked, I sort of hope that that's their same experience, because I think that while a lot of us are feeling this way, we do struggle to pin down what it is and we struggle to talk about it and express it and say I'm feeling overlooked because that's a very vulnerable thing to admit. Mm. Um, and so this book is sort of an invitation to say, hey, look, if you're feeling this way, you're not alone in feeling like this. Um, this is what it's called. This is what it feels like. And here are some solutions and um, practical ways to overcome it in your life. It's so good. Plus, I mean, it sounds bad if, if people would come up and say, you know what, I'm not feeling too great. What's wrong? Well, I feel overlooked. Then it looks like you're trying to seek attention. It's all about me, even though you really are trying to seek attention and wanting to feel like you fit in, which is just one aspect of the many different ways you can feel overlooked. But isn't that funny? It's like mm -hmm. people don't go out asking for that. Otherwise, they're, even though they are in social media, trying to make it look like they're not, oh my gosh, okay, I got to get out of the ditch here. But you know what I'm talking about. You wrote the book. Uh, what made you want to write on this topic of feeling lonely and overlooked? Is it something that like happened to you in your lifetime as a teenager, tween? Take us back to how you think you became, got to the point of feeling overlooked. Yeah, so I have a wonderful like family, um, great support system in my life. I had a really idyllic childhood. Like I can't complain about anything growing up. But what I do have is a sort of uh, introverted, peacemaker, shy, kind of quiet personality, which is great. It can be great, but it has some negative things, which sort of played itself out and perpetually feeling overlooked. And so when I was in elementary school, I had that classic story of just feeling like, left out and never being able to find my place with friend groups. And then in high school and college, I sort of kind of latched onto the idea that maybe I could be academically great. And so I tried really hard for that, um, but never quite felt like I was seen for my achievements or lived up to everybody, never never was the best. And then um, I, when I was in college is when social media became a thing. And so um, growing into that, you know, even in my thirties now, I'm sometimes scrolling social media, feeling like I'm back in high school, you know, with the same kind of feelings of comparison or being left out or um, struggling with that. So I think it's just a, it's circumstantial things, um, but just kind of a feeling that I've always had because I, I struggle to maybe speak up for myself or um, I struggle with being quiet and then that just ends up being overlooked. But um, the surprising thing about my experience is that when I began to think about this and think about writing a book about this, I thought I was just going to be writing it to people who had the same personality I did. Um, but it turns out that as I began to share it, all those women or girls that I grew up thinking, well, they have no idea how this feels. They're the popular one or they're the outgoing or confident one. They would come to me and say, I totally resonate with this. I feel overlooked too. And I'd be like, you wow. do how is that possible? Yeah. Because while they might be outgoing, maybe they felt overlooked for who they really were. You know, people saw their fun side, but not what their struggles were. And I heard from minority women and women going through seasons of suffering and young moms and then just older, older women, moms of older children, empty nesters, single. I mean, it was just started kind of pouring in from all these angles. And I was very surprised by this initially. And then I started to realize, oh, this isn't just a me thing or a personality thing. This is a common struggle that so many people are experiencing. And I, don't, I agree. And I have two questions. Hopefully I won't forget either one of them because they're kind of in depth. So yeah. funny, but not so funny. If I would tell my husband, hey, you know, 
us women, a lot of us feel overlooked. He goes, man, I hope I'm overlooked. I don't, I don't want to be seen. You know, it seems like men want to be overlooked. Leave us alone. Let us do our thing. Women, we don't want to be overlooked. So that's kind of one funny angle, unless I'm wrong with my thoughts on that. But um, you said when you were a kid, you have nothing to complain about, that your parents raised you in a, a great home. So for parents watching this or grandparents that are raising kids today, and they feel like they are paying attention to their kids, they are loving their children and nurturing them, and their kids right now still might feel like they're overlooked, lonely. Uh, why did you feel overlooked as a child if your parents were raising you in a nice, loving home? Was it pressure you put on yourself coming from other kids? Like, can you dig in a little bit deeper so you can give us some red flags for parents tuning in to say, hang on a second, I, I love my kids and they know that, but I am noticing those red flags. Maybe they do feel overlooked. Yeah, I think that home is kind of like a safe haven and the world at large felt a little bit scary and intimidating. And so while I was home, I was able to <clears throat> be myself. But while I was, you know, at school or in other situations, I was I was struggling. And I think that parents can help address that issue by just kind of talking about the elephant in the room, acknowledging that um like it's hard and I'm sure parents can probably think of situations in their own life when they have had that feeling um, and just putting words to it sometimes gives someone a freedom to go, Oh, well, I thought that was just like me. I thought that was only me and it's not. And then equipping them with the truth um, that we'll get into. I think that, you know, there, there is hope for, for this feeling of being overlooked. And so, um, yeah, I think the world can sometimes feel us leaving this way. Whereas at home we're great. Um, but obviously we don't always get to be in our safe little havens at home, even though I homeschool my kids, even they don't get protected from all the things in the world around them. So, and, and I hate to do this on a Monday, but I, I'm being a little bit tougher on you because I know you can go a little bit deeper on this. So I'm sorry if I'm throwing you some crazy curveballs. Can you dive in a tad bit deeper on when you were a kid, teen tween, you were safe haven home yourself when you're out in the world you felt pressure stress overlooked no one noticed you can you give us some examples uh, or even better yet can you try to give us an insight on why you felt that way yeah i mean people kids picked on me and were not very nice to me um in elementary school in high school i went i ended up going to a large public school from a small private school and so i went from eight people in my class to like 400 people in my class and i did i kind of was like you said oh, your husband i almost wanted to be overlooked i was just like let me just disappear into this crowd oh. um and i think that it's just from maybe from having a sensitive personality and having a peacemaker personality, like when a kid would be harsh, all kids are harsh. It happens. But instead of letting that sort of um, slide off or being confident or saying, Hey, no, that's not, you know, what you should say to me, I would just internalize it, hold on to it and believe that that was real. And so I think that the two things I learned young was sit down and be quiet. Like don't, don't be out there. Don't show yourself. Don't make yourself vulnerable because then you might get hurt. And I sort of hung on to that until early adulthood into my 20s when God began to really do a work in my life. But that was sort of the thematic thought was sit down, be quiet. If they don't notice you, they can't hurt you. And so it plays into the idea I feel overlooked and yet I want to be overlooked. It's sort of a weird reality. It, it's so sad. And I think a lot of kids, thank you for bringing light to that. I can see where you're coming from, what angle. Um, and it's sad to me because kids' wings are clipped 
at a young age, not fully able to enjoy who God created them to be. And it makes me want to cry right now hearing what you just said, because there were years that were lost that you weren't able to be truly you and feel comfortable in your own skin. And yet God resurrected that junk from the dead by creating a beautiful work of art, which is your book, which will hopefully help other parents now reading it. Get your hands on the book, people to be able to know and recognize if their kids are struggling like this so they don't lose those years of development and enjoying their youth in being who God created them to be. Oh my gosh, I have chills from head to toe again in the studio today. You are just phenomenal, woman. We're gonna be back to talk more about how social media contributes to the loneliness struggle right after this. We're a well-funded Christian entertainment company that's making world-class games for children. And what we're doing is unique because we're building top-notch gaming content that competes with the top of the stuff on the App Store, but that contains God's truth. Whether it's games that are biblical or games that come out of a new world we've created called the Rimverse. I was looking out at the world and I got bothered by a few things. Anxiety, suicide, and depression rates are all-time highs for children, which exactly parallels the rise of social media on smartphones. I noticed that for the first time in American history, less than half of Americans go to church while over 60% of people in this country over 40 believe in God, that for children, well, it's only 32%. As a parent, and I'm a parent, and there's a lot of parents out there that we hear this from that want the True Play solution, there's nowhere they can take their kids to deliver them high quality entertainment, something that they're actually gonna enjoy and use, but that also contains God's truth, that contains the values that they hold dear. Head over to trueplaygames.com to learn more. What if I told you there's a new modern way to invest in physical gold? Legacy Precious Metals is proud to announce a revolutionary new platform that allows you to buy and sell precious metals with a click of a button. Gold gives you security and control over your retirement, and we've put that control directly in your hands. With a few clicks, you can open an account, choose your metals, where to store them, or have them shipped directly to your house. You can fund your account securely online and withdraw your funds at any time. You can now buy and sell precious metals effortlessly. No pushy salespeople, no minimums, and no hidden fees. You now have the full flexibility over your finances. Our platform allows you to purchase single or multiple products, roll your retirement account into a precious metals IRA, or set recurring investments through our legacy builder all online. These are volatile economic times. Throughout history, gold has been the answer to rising inflation, a weakening dollar, and a hedge against the stock market. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to open your account today. Centuries of security with modern-day convenience. Get your hands on this live recorded four-hour Hollywood Exposed series download and listen with your teens today. This message provides an eye-opening, in-depth look at today's pop culture and the effects it has on our kids. This is a must for any parent with children who have a tech gadget. Watch Netflix, ingest social media, play video games, and use apps. That should pretty much cover every kid in America. Get this series for your family and another one for a family with teens, tweens, or toddlers. It makes an excellent gift. The topics covered in this Hollywood Exposed series are how TV shows and movies promote identity crisis and gender confusion, how celebrities promote Satanism and witchcraft in today's music, how video games, sexting, bullying, and social media impact our children, and how to safeguard your home from today's harmful entertainment. Download this Hollywood Exposed series from our Counterculture Mom website today and tune in with your kids immediately. Just go to counterculturemom.com and click on that store tab. Let's rewrite Hollywood script for our kids. Whitney, we know social media, it's a bomb, but we also know there's blessings with social media. But how does social media contribute to the struggle of feeling overlooked and lonely today? 
Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I have that weird reality where I'm the generation that can remember life before social media and then lived with it. And so I remember before social media, I felt overlooked. And with social media, I felt overlooked. So social media isn't the cause of this feeling. It's something that we're feeling anyway, but it does exasperate it. So we have this tool now that um, allows us to sort of go with this question, does anybody see me? Does anybody really understand my heart? Does anybody really care about me? And we go to social media with it we can sort of blast it to the masses and really I think we get down to the bottom of why we love social media it's because we can be seen or we can see into other people's lives and this idea I talk in the book of social media is kind of like a microscope if it's dialed in right anybody can become magnified so a mom a kid somewhere in their bedroom a celebrity like they can all be on the same playing field and I think that that keeps us coming back for more we want to see into these people's lives and we want to be seen um but while it promises community and while it promises being seen the thing is is that social media often leaves us feeling more alone and overlooked than anything in our tangible lives around us and so those are the negative parts of social media and we all have to grapple with that um of course there's the option to just get off entirely but most of us are not going to be doing that as adults or uh, young children or teenagers um it's just not something that seems to be going away it's only growing and so in the book i talk a lot about how to use social media wisely um how to interact on social media in a way that honors the Lord and that protects our hearts because I think that being quantified in everything, how many likes, how many views, um, how many comments, it's just kind of like not how humans were created to be, to be quantified in everything. And so sometimes we need to protect ourselves and take a break from that, reassess, what is this doing to my heart? Um, but also I, I do believe that it's possible to be on social media and to be responsible and to be a light and to keep it from uh, being so hard on our hearts and maybe affecting the selfish ambition and the jealousy and comparison that often comes up. Um, but instead using it as an encouragement, as a light, yeah. as a positive thing for other people. Absolutely. I mean, on the Counterculture Mom Instagram page, uh, Amy and our team does a phenomenal job. She'll drop uh, a, a bomb with a certain satanic symbolism from this celebrity, pray for him, and then two seconds later, put up a Bible verse just to kind of even it out. Um, you know, we got the truth in there, but you also got the love and the reminder of who we are in Christ. So I love that. I think social media is where a lot of kids are. Even uh, TikTok, a lot of these people are going to be on these different platforms, but use it for the positive to reach the people that need the encouragement. And then we can start momentum and change on social media because I don't think it's going away anytime soon. Um, phenomenal insight, woman. Here's what's funny, too. People say, oh, I'm going to do a social media fast. You'll do a fast for a week. And then what happens? You binge like nuts when you get back on it. Just just yeah. like anything else we do in life. It's crazy. So moderation, moderation, talking to myself here. Um, what hope do you have to offer to those who feel overlooked right now? Um, there, there is hope for the overlooked heart. And I think it begins with sort of understanding the question, why do I care so much? Why do I want to be seen? And why does it matter to me? That's a question I wanted to answer as someone who struggled with this. And it really kind of starts with understanding the science behind attention. So we think when we hear the word attention, we're like, nope, that's bad. We don't, we're not going to be attention seekers. That's a negative thing. But I mean, the truth is attention is not, it's neither positive nor negative. And psychologists 
describe attention, needing attention and approval as a biological human need. I was really surprised to find that out. So I was researching for the book. And so on the hierarchy of human needs, which is a, a common thing that's used to teach psychology, um, love and belonging is one of the, it's the third tier just above um, health and safety and, and your basic needs like food, shelter, and water. And so we, we are wired to need attention. You can like understand this if you're a mom and you think about young children and how much attention they need. Like babies will literally die without your attention. And then as they grow, young children need that um, to develop well. And we know there's even disorders that happen when they're not given the correct attention. Yeah. And so it doesn't just go away, though, as we become adults. It's sort of we quiet it and we try to find that need in these places that we're trying to satiate. And so the problem isn't that we need attention. It's that we're looking for it usually in the wrong in the places. wrong places. Right. So I we're going to media. Mm hmm. I completely agree. Okay, so as you're saying this, this thought's coming to my mind. For the men watching this right now, if you give us women um, more attention than you think we want, it will just come back to benefit you as a result if you catch my drift. You know, more action, more kissing, more date nights. It's just a, a, a massive good benefit. Us women, if we give our husbands more attention than what they need, hopefully they'll want it because sometimes guys are like, okay, I need my space. But for the most part... Um, I think it'll surprise us the loving response they'll give as a return of us giving them more attention. It's like what we want, we need to learn how to give in hopes that we receive if both people are walking with the Lord. Everybody out there, don't overlook these following sponsors. They help us find phenomenal guests like Whitney talking about loneliness and not feeling overlooked for this program. And we just topped 500 episodes, people. Oh, yeah. So check out these sponsors, support them. Happy Thanksgiving again to everybody. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Whitney about how to get our hands on her phenomenal book. And I want you to grab a box and give them out for Christmas gifts this year. Come check it out. James 5.16 reminds us to confess our sins to one another and pray for each other so we may be healed. It's not enough to admit the church body has a hidden porn problem. Church leaders need the tools to help people find freedom. The Healing Church Book by Covenant Eyes cuts through the confusion. Here's what to expect from this phenomenal read. Learn why sex isn't the real problem regarding pornography. Discern how porn undermines ministry in the local church. Understand how porn affects men and women differently and how to help them. The church has a choice. It can ignore the porn problem, or it can lead people by grace to the foot of the cross, where strongholds are crushed and strong servants arise. Get your free copy of The Healing Church Book in the mail today. Scan the QR code on the screen or text the word VICTORY to the number 66866. This book is a must-read for ministry leaders, parents, and counselors. Text VICTORY to the number 66866. Together with our friends at Covenant Eyes, we can help the church conquer pornography once and for all. Have you ever wanted to start a charity or ministry? Launching a nonprofit can be time-consuming, expensive, and overwhelming. If you have a vision and mission, but don't know where to start or how to raise donations, Capstone Legacy Foundation is your solution. Their ministry charity project allows you to receive tax-free donations without the expense and hassle of forming your own 501c3 and in less than 48 hours. This ministry partnership fund is exactly how Counterculture Ministries got its start, and we grew quickly. Capstone Legacy Foundation handles all your legal and accounting paperwork, allowing you time to develop the ministry and message God gave you. Call Capstone today at 610-688-8890 or check out capstonelegacy.org for more information. And tell them Tina sent you. 
Partner with Capstone Legacy Foundation to transform our culture for Christ and get your nonprofit started today. Whitney, let's no longer feel overlooked. Tell us, how can we make that happen? We got to get our hands on your book. Everybody go to Amazon, get it now, Overlooked, Finding Your Worth When You Feel All Alone. Tell us what's in this phenomenal five-star review here. <laughs> yeah, this is the copy of the book. Um, I'd love for people to pick it up. Uh, I think that what I've heard most is that it's just been a resource that speaks out loud what a lot of people have struggled to put words to. And I hear all the time, I'm going to buy this for my whatever younger it is, my granddaughter, my daughter, my niece. Um, and so a lot of parents are buying this for the young people in their life. And so I would encourage that for your audience as well. Yeah, they get their hands on it. And pretty much just gave them the bullet points of what they're going to be eating when they open it. So I cannot wait. It's not talked about that often. It needs to be addressed. And I think if your book was read by even a lot of young girls and guys, they would not be looking in the wrong places to try to feel a sense of need and belonging. This is huge. This is an absolute huge read, everybody. Check it out. Also, your website, Whitney Aiken, W-H-I-T-N-E-Y-A-K-I-N.com. Phenomenal site, girl. Walk us through it. What can we get besides, of course, signing up for your newsletter right here at the top? Um, gotta... I have speaking videos as well that you can go and sort of experience what it's like speaking. Um, and you can even fill out a form if you're interested in having me come speak at your event and learn more about that. Um, so it just kind of gives a little bio about me, a little more detail um, about my history and who I am. Watch all four episodes this week as we dissect the topic of loneliness and not feeling overlooked during this holiday season, especially Thanksgiving this week. If you know anybody that's lonely by themselves, just lost a spouse, a lost a child, or a child that's at a college and their parents are 5,000 miles away, invite them over for a Thanksgiving feast. Let them know you're loved. Every time I say that, I just have chills. You're doing an excellent, excellent job. You're on the right track. Keep at it. Thanks for joining us for the Counterculture Mom Show with your host, Tina Griffin. For over two decades, Tina has traveled the globe exposing how pop culture is glamorizing harmful behaviors without showing the consequences and how these messages are wreaking havoc on today's youth. Through radio, TV, podcasts, and our app, Counterculture Ministries is reaching millions every week with a biblically-based message for hope for today's teens and their parents. But we can't do that without your faithful prayer and financial investment. If you appreciate the ministry of Tina and Counterculture Ministries, would you prayerfully consider a generous gift right now? We have a donor matching dollar for dollar. You can give securely online by visiting counterculturemom.com or by texting the word DONATE to the number 55444. That's counterculturemom.com or text the word DONATE to the number 55444. Every dollar is doubled. If you love this show, you can stay up to date on the latest critical issues affecting your family by catching all of our weekly episodes with resource links, signing up for our e-newsletter, and downloading our Counterculture Mom app, where you get timely pop culture alerts. Visit counterculturemom.com for more details. And be sure to join us next week for another edition of the Counterculture Mom Show with Tina Griffin, where we are rewriting Hollywood script for our kids.